0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Vijay Chala, the CTO and CIO of the Boy Scouts of America. I was pleasantly surprised to learn that the Boy Scouts of America were API first. And I'm really happy to have them in my toolbox to be able to showcase when I'm telling stories about how you can make a social impact with APIs and really talk about how they are doing more with less by being API first. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's start with the basics. Who are
1: you and, and what do you do? I'm uh, Vijay Chala, I'm the uh, CIO of Boy Scouts. Uh, I've been, you know, I call myself the CIO, CTO, chief problem solver, uh, you know, the person who makes uh, things work here in technology, including repairing Wi-Fi connections or whatever you put in, you know? So we we do it all here within the IT department in the Boy Scouts. So I manage uh, a very capable team of uh, people that, uh, you know, build great digital experiences for our employees, uh, for our volunteers, uh, for our scouts and uh, you know high adventure bases, I mean it's a complex organization, but uh, you know uh, we think we have. it
0: So I was pleasantly surprised when I got introduced to you and started the conversation. Um, I did not expect, but you would you consider yourself to be API first in what you do when it comes to technology?
1: Anything and everything, you know. So uh, that's one of our uh, missions here within the IT department. I mean I came in. About five years back, and that's when we started our uh, digital transformation journey. And uh, you know one of the core tenets that we laid out was, uh, you know, being a nonprofit and uh, you know always being short on resources. Uh, we were not gonna build something that was gonna consume the organization a whole lot of money, right? So, and at the same time, uh, you know being right there in in front of uh, kids and uh, you know volunteers and parents who's demands with technology are, you know, I mean, growing on a daily basis, I mean, including my own, right? So uh, uh, we, we had to be there, we had to be there at a low cost, uh, we had to make sure as an organization, we drove a lot of reuse, uh, you know, in whatever we built out. So uh, API's were right there, you know, uh, for us, uh, the API centric strategy was all about uh, reuse, all, all about uh, simplification, all about standardization. So, uh, you now we got uh, you know, we set those as our core goals within uh, the blueprint that we laid out, which is, hey, you know, but sim- simple interfaces, uh, standard interfaces, uh, a whole lot of reuse, so, you know, you know so, so that's where APIs sort of fit in. And then we went forward with it. So it's central to our journey.
0: I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So walk me through the types of resources that that, that you you maintain as part of this whole stack.
1: Okay, so, you know, we are a nonprofit, Uh, you know, we have, uh, we we support about a couple of million kids, uh, you know, uh, and uh, a million volunteers. Uh, So it's a complex nonprofit. And, uh, you know, the organization itself is uh, a company of companies sorts, you know, so we are split out into uh, 250 councils that are spread out across the country, right. So, uh, and each council, uh, you know, manages their uh, group of kids and volunteers, right? Scouts and volunteers. So uh, as a part of this, uh, you know, uh, every year we manage and maintain memberships for uh, the scouts, the units, the uh, charters that they're a part of charters. You know, we we have every unit charter pretty much every year. You know, this is uh, this is sort of an agreement between uh, the organization that's hosting the unit and the uh, leaders within the unit basically lets them uh, meet at that location uh, you know ensures the right leadership is in place ensures uh, the leaders have uh, the youth protection uh, credentials that would take them forward you know those sorts of things we do that on a yearly basis so registration rechartering or renewals uh, fundraising is a big thing uh, you know uh, we do a whole lot of events you know the, like camping event merit bad match events the, those are there uh, you know and then uh, we have uh, you know for Within the Boy Scouts, uh, you know, we we've, we've sort of gamified the journey of a scout. I mean, this whole gamification process started even before uh, gamification was a term. I think, you know, so we uh, so we we have this whole notion of uh, the kid advancing between ranks. Uh, you know, um, a cub advancing between uh, you know uh, the, a lion, a tiger, a wolf. You know, we we've got this whole ranking system through which uh, the kids advance and eventually get to. Uh, something called an Eagle Scout which is uh, you know uh, one in every hundred kids right so you know we have that journey for them laid out all of that is gamified and all of that is uh, again a chunk of apis that we handle on our uh, domain you know we, we call that the advancement so you know membership uh, the recharter renewals the fundraising event management uh, the advancement uh, you know as, and as a part of all this uh, then you get into these uh, horizontal layers like uh, payments, you know, which again, will are pretty central to pretty much everything you do, you know. So, uh, so and then uh, people, you know, because again, they're central to pretty much everything. And then we have organizations that we manage. So there's quite a few domains, uh, you know, that we've uh, carved out, but they're laid out across four main business functions, you know, which is uh, registrations, renewals, advancements, uh, fundraising and events
0: impressive i mean the domain driven design that's evident there as far as how you organize things into domains and and you know your resources like that so how do you how do you maintain quality across this to so that all of these apis are as reliable as they need to be across all your consumers
1: so we do a few different things right you know uh, you know again uh, we are a cloud first organization so we have uh, continuous integration and continuous deployment uh, all through the process. Uh, you know, we use, uh, you know, we, we have our API test suite, some, uh, some that run in Postman, some that run in Newman. Uh, you know, we have automation uh, triggered in, linked back into our continuous deployment and uh, integration mechanisms wherein uh, you know, uh, uh, the APIs themselves. You know, I mean, we have two tiers of APIs. We have core APIs, which are data centric and domain centric. And then we have our experience APIs, which are product-centric right so uh, so uh, we whenever we make these uh, api changes uh, we have these test suites that kick off as a part of our build cycle that give us information on where we stand with uh, the quality of the apis themselves you know that's that's the api tiers but then we have our products themselves you know uh, and we have uh, you know selenium record replay suites that we've written you know some where we couldn't write the record replay we had uh, Node.js has a technology stack that went and scraped content, did a few things, and uh, tested this stuff. So testing is pretty central. We also have uh, bots that run in uh, you know um, our production systems that go on a five-minute cycle, that kick off these uh, scripts, that test whether our APIs are functioning good, our systems are functioning OK. We use .com monitor that monitors our websites you know uh, constantly on the, workflows we've recorded, just, you know, to ensure things are good and working and whatnot. And when things don't work well, uh, you know, uh, we, we we have our, uh, you know, uh, PagerDuty notifications that come in uh, through, uh, you know, uh, Slack, so, you know, we have Slack integration tied back into PagerDuty. You know, depending on where the cycle is, we have our DevOps team looking at it and, uh, you know, escalating further as it goes. So, you know, we, we try to, you know, make sure uh, it's tied end to end together uh, apis are again centric uh, we truly believe uh, you know uh, where we have these apis that's where most of our changes is occurring so we just make sure uh, those layers are uh, you know uh, pretty robustly tested on the front ends uh, we also use sentry sentry io and uh, sentry gives us uh, i mean uh, if you talk to the team they'll tell you they cannot uh, live without a tool like Sentry. Uh, and that gives us uh, information beyond uh, the APIs themselves. You know, probably it gives us information on how our users are seeing it and how uh, and if they've uh, suddenly experienced uh, errors and problems. And uh, whenever we see our Sentry spikes, uh, we go right it and then, uh, you know, do problem, problem analysis. And sometimes, you know, irrespective of how many strategies you have in place, uh, it's really difficult to have like a 100% uh, coverage on anything and everything you change. So you gotta have your compensatory mechanisms that go look at uh, your different uh, viewpoints. I mean, one is a customer-centric viewpoint, another is a product-centric viewpoint that we drive through dot .com monitor. The third viewpoint is uh, the API-centric viewpoint, which is uh, us pummeling our API stacks with uh, test requests to see uh, how and where things stand. So, you know, we, we, we try to cover it in, uh, a few different ways. So.
0: Yeah, that's a, I would say a pretty robust look at, at how to do, you know, look at quality and make sure that the overall experience is is, is desirable. So I'm guessing security is, is probably top of mind here too as well. What's What's your view, similar view of security look like?
1: again security is pretty uh, top of uh, top of mind i mean uh, as an organization we've had to go go through uh, you know sometimes security is in your control sometimes it may not be right i mean if you use third party products and they have breaches you're still responsible for it right so uh, for us uh, you know we uh, we get into a few different things so uh, anything any yeah, all, all our api products are uh, front ended with a waf we use alert logic uh, as uh, you know and uh, uh, as our WAF, the via, you know web access firewall and uh, you know uh, for us uh, the way we've designed things, uh, everything is a denial until it's whitelisted. So you know all our I- anytime we build an API it has to be whitelisted before uh, it gets accessed. So that's right there you know right right there in the center you know protecting us from SQL injections, pro- protecting us from a uh, you know uh, Ddos uh, attacks and you know a whole lot of different things. The other uh, kinds of security we do is, uh, you know, um, we uh, we support, you know, mo- most of our APIs, like 19, 98% of our APIs are all uh, secure APIs, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, unless you have uh, a session token or a, and a JWT token that establishes your roles, you're not able to really access it, right? Uh, you know, and the tokens themselves have an expiry, the sessions expire, uh, you know, uh, for 30 minutes of inactivity, the uh, JWT token expires eight hours, you know, every eight hours, right? So uh, if, uh, you know, if we, if we protect our APIs and, uh, you know, we have uh, role-based protection and organization role-based protect, protection, which is, uh, again, uh, on top of whatever we do, right? So uh, uh, we, uh, we, we have things like role types that define what roles a person has within an organization, and depending on uh, you know uh, how and who's accessing the api we give fine-grained control to uh, that entity's profile you know for us within the boy scouts security and youth protection are pretty central so uh, we don't let uh, you, you know leaders who do not currently have uh, access to uh, youth you know which is uh, uh, youth from other rosters you know we don't let them get connected you know so we have uh, all notions uh, where uh, we protect protect PII, you know that is uh, that is very core and central. You know, like most organizations, we also go through uh, you know our P- PCI audits. We have uh, you know uh, our SSA, you know sixteen audits. So there's there's uh, quite a few different things we do here. Uh,
0: yeah. So I'm assuming because you have a handle on your domain landscape, the design of your APIs that's really helps with when it comes to PII and, and and other audits that you know you know where your your PII is you don't have any doubts
1: about that yep we know where it is we know who's accessing it and whether they should access it or not you're right
0: yeah that's so important that's the biggest challenge that a lot of large enterprises face when it comes is they just don't know where their APIs are they don't know where that PII is going to exist and so that kind of discovery and, and known landscape but also having uh observability and reporting so i'm guessing you've got a pretty robust uh, observability uh over overall of this operation
1: as well pretty good you know like i said sentry dot sentry io is uh mm-hmm. kind of our observability platform for uh, what's happening out there and what our users are seeing uh our uh, other you know uh, the, the end-to-end observability for us, uh, we integrate into New Relic today, and uh, you know New Relic and uh, you know it's uh, we've uh, you know from a telemetry standpoint, I think we got a whole lot of metrics that are going in New Relic. Uh, You know, when whenever we get into problem diagnosis or management, uh, you know, uh, it's right there. And uh, you know, what we've uh, done uh, about a year and a half to two years back was uh, you know. Uh, you know, once we were mature enough on our uh, transformation journey, which, you know, we are right now, uh, we got into uh, trying, you know, we, we our motive as an organization was to detect problems before they were reported, you know? So uh, that that that's what we wanted to get into. So Sentry was a step in that same direction. What we also did with observability, I mean, Unilek is a great plat- platform with, you know, we, we've, uh, we've used it over the last year and a half to uh, see, uh, uh, how our error trends are right i mean across the core api platform which is our data platform as well as uh, our esb platform so now we have uh, weekly uh, review sessions where we look at uh, the top five errors the uh, uh, that are affecting either of the platforms we also have review sessions where we go look at uh, you know uh, yeah wh- what you know how we did in comparison to last week so if our error rate went up went down you know sort of, uh, you know, I, I think as uh, as groups mature, as technology matures, and as we make these bigger strides around uh, maturing as a platform, the focus needs to be on observability and uh, how the end user experiences, right? So, uh, so we've, uh, we've, uh, we've tuned our processes now and I'm very, very happy to, yeah. you know, see the progress the teams have made. And, uh, you know, we get to see uh, everything from, Increased errors, uh, the top five errors to uh, increase latency, and uh, you know we qualify errors into four hundreds, five hundreds, and we talk through it as a group. So it's it's uh, it's it's paid dividends to us.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's I would say that reflects what I'm seeing across other enterprise organizations who are further along in their API journey, as we would say, are uh, the way you use collections. Uh, so you can have collections and your tests running in the pipelines, but many are also running those on on a schedule and then piping into Datadog or New Relic is the most, the two top areas. And so, you know, that, that observability over your, your contract testing or integration or performance testing, we're seeing more security testing, but then now I'm also seeing people, because a collection, you can run connect to any API. So I'm seeing people connect to their gateway and pulling data and then piping that into new relic to augment it. So more operational level observability mm-hmm. of the, the infrastructure behind the APIs. That's a but that that having that observability view within your data dog or new relic or other APM solution is, is just super critical right now because our, our infrastructure is just way too large we can't see it all you have to have those kind of approaches impressive
1: Tot- yeah totally i totally agree and, you know I, I think especially when you get to a distributed sort of a world right now i like we are all in right now uh, observability becomes key in maintaining uh stability i think you know so uh, even more yeah. so now than in the past
0: yeah and that relationship quality i mean a lot of folks Focus on testing quality, but that observability so that you can actually see the health and the state of your of the overall system, not just uh, individually or even by domain. So what, what, who who are your consumers? I'm assuming you've got a, a mostly con- internal for your own applications and needs, but I'm guessing you've got external consumers as well, as well as probably third-party APIs you depend on as well.
1: Yeah, some right. So uh, you know, for us. It- when we talk about internal, it's still, uh, you know, uh, we, we have uh, employees that are our consumers, but then we have our scouts, parents, volunteers, uh, you know, that they're, they're, they're like internal, external for us, but then we have our uh, leaders and councils also. So uh, where we've uh, had the external parties come in and chip in, right? I mean, sometimes we, uh, I mean, there's, uh, you know, uh, there's capabilities a volunteer wants to add and once we vet the volunteer and uh, you know uh, uh, and know them from a security profile standpoint to you know uh, have confidence in their abilities uh, you now we've had instances where uh, you know somebody was building a uh, you know website for managing merit badge camps right so uh, mm-hmm. we work with the volunteer uh, and you know and then uh, you know the important apis uh, around uh, Validating a youth production status or validating somebody's membership status—you know, things like that—are uh, APIs that we open out to the volunteers, right? Where uh, they are able to link into important aspects. They'll, you know, help me and the organization. If, I mean, if they were going to build a product and they could link into these important aspects, at least it would give us the organization confidence that uh, they're bringing in the right people within their products, right? So you know, those sorts of integrations we've uh, we've done. I mean, we've. Uh, Link back into uh, other programs within the Boy Scouts, like the Order of the Arrow program, where we have again membership verification APIs and uh, youth protection training status APIs that we link back and forth. What we also do is, uh, you know, uh, sometimes pick up, uh, you know, for where we are not very good at or where we think as an organization we would have to spend a lot of money, uh, you know, uh, we look at uh, the commercial off-the-shelf products, you know, COTS products where some some in some cases we've uh, had to pick up, let's say, uh, uh, a product like New Book that does uh, event integration, you know, where they're, they're very good at shopping experiences uh, for, let's say, our campsites, right? Uh, you know, but for us to build a shopping experience that would be world-class, I think it would take a lot of resources. And, uh, you know, um, and that's not a best use of our resources here. So we let the, uh, you know, Cots product do that shopping experience, but where it links back, into the BSA wherein, you know, that could be, uh, hey, uh, the volunteer check or uh, the training check or, uh, you know, uh, uh, the membership check, we link back in, you know, so uh, sometimes the integrations are bi-directional, you know, uh, uh, we, we have like the event system on the registration system, the event management registration system on our side while we have the shopping experience outside. So uh, where it gets into uh, bi-directional integration, which is, hey, the event got, uh, uh, you know, the the person shop for this and needs to pick an event and they purchase this. If we need like a notification mechanism back into us, you know, we have mechanisms where uh, those systems are able to tap into. Uh, in some other cases where we've integrated back into uh, payment platforms, right, you know, uh, like Square or PayPal, you know, again, there, there are API integrations back into those systems, you know, uh, internally, between applications also we have uh, you know uh, pretty uh, robust api sort of integrations uh, you know uh, with you know going back to the payment platform that supports square paypal vpay chase uh, and everything anything else that might come in the future we have uh, a webhook mechanism through which uh, all applications consuming payment uh, payments uh, know about settlements as and when they happen so you know but Whole lot of integrations back and forth. We have internal customers, uh, internal external. You know, we have a uh, product from the outside, commercial off the shelf. We have uh, integrations from the inside, app to app. So,
0: yeah, that's a that's what we would consider. I mean, you, you guys have an API platform. It's not just about building APIs. You're consumers of other external APIs in that relationship and back and forth. That and that really is the. Uh, for us, the the forward motion of 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 the API lifecycle and your your operations is that is enabled by that. You're able to build the services you need, purchase the services you need, and and make them all work together in a seamless way um, that's easy for everyone involved. And then you're able to monitor it, secure it, and have that control. But the other thing I heard there also is, uh, which I'm hearing a lot, is what's I'm hearing in Europe, you have regulation that's called know your customer, you have to in the payments industry. But in API circles and developer circles, I'm starting to hear know your developer. And it sounds like you're all just already headed that game, because you have those certification systems that you have, you basically have a know your developer program in place.
1: Yep. So some, some need to be a little more formal than the others, you know, I think we mm-hmm. just started with the knowing know your developer program. But uh, you know, uh, unless you can trust so what what we do here at the scouts is uh, you know we 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 hedge our bets right so uh, you now if you if if you know your developer but you you, you always need to start off uh, with something simple and easy and something that you can control fine grain right so we give them our you know when we set somebody up we give them their client id client secret separate so we can cut them off at any point in time if they become an abuser of API. So know your developer, but also control, you know, uh, control what you don't know. Right. So,
0: yeah, that's a, I do, I spend a lot of time convincing very old um, enterprise organizations who are earlier on in their digital transformation and Doing API scares the hell out of them because they feel like they're giving up control. So, would you feel like? Do you feel like though that API first and 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 the whole combination of your approach to testing, security, all of it, like you have even more confidence with 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 doing this publicly and finding this balance, you know, because it is a balance between access and control, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Access control and change. I think. Uh... I think I'm more comfortable with access and control, right? Uh, because uh, b- because we can cut the access at any point in time, and we, you know, yeah. if you give it the right way, I think you can control it. The change part is what gets to me sometimes, which is uh, if you have uh, and and we've we've seen, uh, you know, when we when we had one external customer versus you had three or four, then you start seeing how this could impact uh, people, right? So. Uh, so we've had a recent mule 3 to mule 4 i mean we use uh, you know we use mule soft for uh, our experience apis so we recently had the uh, three to four conversion right as a part of the conversion we probably updated a few apis because uh, you know they probably did not have the right inf- interface or we had to morph and get to the next version right so and we sunset some of our older stacks right so when you sunset these uh, you know when you have these external parties consuming it, uh, you know, that's where uh, you know uh, you sort of uh, lose out, lose them out. I mean, I've seen uh, we've had issues where uh, we suddenly moved the organization API to the next version, and then uh, the the consumer from the outside uh, lost connectivity. Right. So I, we we as an organization, I think we need to get a little more mature with that practice. But those are you know the change part gets to you, you know, more than anything else. I feel. Everything else you control, but you can't get them to change at the right time. You know. Yeah,
0: that and that change, that forward motion. It's not just you as a producer; it's it's you with all of these consumers. You everybody has to move forward. And yeah. like you said, you're a consumer of other third-party public APIs. So it's the same relationship back. All of that has to move forward in in concert. And that's not always easy to find that consensus and getting everyone doing what they need so yeah change is, change is important it's a it's a top priority so when can I get a, a an API badge will I be able to uh, ha- get an, an actual badge someday that that shows me as a scout um, I'm able
1: to hack in and work with api's maybe maybe one day soon you know I mean it's not uh, we have our uh you know we we have a digital badge on the scouting side so uh, mm-hmm. why not make an api badge you know so yeah one one small story is when we uh, when i started off here 5 years back uh, uh, the organization was not talking about apis so now you come in and talk uh, api is a common term out out here i mm-hmm. mean um, at least within the it organization so uh, we have matured a whole lot so and uh, and i think uh, the group, the organization also has grown uh, exponentially when it comes to uh, digital and uh, consuming Mm -hmm. digital. So uh, I I think there is a day where uh, API sort of uh, enters the scouting handbook, you know, so there is a day. Yeah,
0: yeah. No. (laughs) So talk to me about what that journey looked like. I mean, how did you convince everyone? Was it just meeting after meeting and demonstrating what the potential was? How how did you move and get everyone aware of why APIs mattered?
1: I, you know, again, it all depends on uh, how you connect to your people and then, uh, you know, break it down for them, right? So, uh, you know, if you break down things to, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the whole domain model, when you talk through a blueprint and talk to people about it, I don't think a whole lot of people will have questions around it, right? I mean, when you talk to them about, what they handle on a day-to-day basis and then just break it to an entity slash domain model, it is pretty, uh, I don't know, I mean, pretty obvious what you're trying to do. Then you get to uh, the conversations around uh, reuse and integration and you know, uh, showcasing, uh, showcasing the problems that they deal with today to what they may not have to deal with tomorrow, right? Which is uh, a monolith uh, in- fully integrated product that, uh, you needed ten people to manage versus you know a supremely decoupled, decentralized sort of a product, which is uh, you know uh, which can be managed by let's say five people, right? So uh, those those uh, sorts of uh, levers are uh, you know uh, what sort of get the buy in from people, right? So when we started this journey, we laid out a blueprint, we put these things together. APIs, you know, again when you talk to People about APIs in the beginning just talk about reuse, reuse, and reuse, and talk about business interfaces and reuse. And then uh, I think uh, as you work through the journey, API just becomes a common term, you know. So I don't need to convince people on APIs. I think we just need to convince people on reuse, and uh, you know uh, we get we get to APIs pretty easily, pretty quick. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is. Uh... This is consistent with what I'm seeing in in our customer base. We have 20 million users, but the growing number of people who are involved in using, working with APIs, has gone beyond developers, Q and A folks, security folks. It we have uh, product managers, we have analysts, we have so this growing sphere of people that are involved in the API lifecycle. And one of the top uh, questions. I'm getting from large enterprises who are further along in the journey like you is, is they've been doing the domain driven design. Um, they're contract driven, open API, swagger, that kind of thing. But they're looking for more um, resources to help train average business people about what are APIs? Why do they matter? Get them involved in the domain driven design process, modeling the uh, objects, the the events, the things that are happening. and and that really helps kind of lower the domain, I guess the vocabulary we use mm-hmm. to make it really make sense to the the business stakeholders. And then as you said, you, you speak in terms of solutions and problems that they face and pain they suffer, then they're going to be on board. They understand it, they get it. And and it's it's both sides are better for it, tech and business.
1: Yep, totally agree, Ken.
0: Yeah, it's a... Um, impressive. I'm I'm really impressed with the journey you've been on to 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 make this happen. So what what's what's big on your roadmap? What's next? What's your top concerns or things you want to invest in when it comes to your your API journey?
1: So so uh, you know this year was a pivotal uh, year for us. Uh, you know within our digital transformation journey. So this this year we uh, you know we we had a legacy platform that was 22 years old. And the last leg of the legacy platform, which was the back office, uh, was what we had sunset in January. So now we are all, you know, all our products are on the cloud, uh, you know, on a fully API enabled platform. So we're all good. But what the legacy left behind for us is uh, this notion of uh, user duplication. You know, we have uh, duplicated use, I mean, we, we have, the same user with five different profiles within the uh, data stack right now for us. Our biggest uh, piece for the journey this year is to figure out ways to, uh, you know, uh, normalize this to, you know, one user having one identity. So centralizing identity. You know, we've done single sign-on and all that, but uh, we still struggle with the problem of uh, centralized identity on a person. So, uh, and I think that's a problem a lot of organizations are going through because of, you know, how people get into different systems from different parts of business, right? Uh, you know, and that's a problem we've uh, had also, you know, because we had this, you know, 250 different councils that act as our uh, extra entities that bring in people and we've had, you know, uh, systems with, that were built to keep user identities independent, but now it's become a big problem. So uh, this year's biggest mission is to centralize that identity and, uh, you know, will probably be a very exciting one for, the group
0: here yeah that's a that's another tough layer like you said with the balancing between access and control that the identity layer you uh it's a pretty critical one and privacy and security is is a balance there um federation because because you all have a bunch of different organizations and groups but how do you standardize that and identity and, and authentication, I would say are the front lines, but then that access control is that next tier. And everyone's struggling with this. And this is why you see more regulation, GDPR, CCPA, kind of speaking to this. So uh, it's, I mean, you guys, are you, you just, you're at this modern place with your infrastructure, you have to figure this out, just like everyone else. So, um, so why, what, what keeps you what keeps you in this role? What 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 do you enjoy most about doing APIs at this at this level?
1: Well, you know, uh, what kept me in this role and what keeps me in this role is uh, the amount of change we've been able to bring into the organization. You know, where we uh, had uh, probably been delivering, uh, let's say, X amount of work, now with how we are and how we are stacked, uh, we are almost able to deliver 10 times as much. You know, so we've... Uh, We've uh, come up with uh, experiences uh, that we built for our uh, leader volunteers uh, in about three to four months. You know, we we built something called a den leader experience that was uh, done from uh, envisioning to uh, delivery into production. We called it the project moonshot in less than four months. So uh, our organization never saw that in the past, and we've been able to do that, and uh, that keeps me excited in this journey. You know. The amount of impact we are able to bring back into our volunteers and scouts uh, you know that that keeps us engaged
0: yeah that's got to feel good i mean yeah. like you said you're a nonprofit. profit you, you're you're social you have a mission you're 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 focused on social good to be able to do more with less i mean any enterprise organization wants to do more with less yeah. but that's that's huge that's significant that's a real world impact congrats thank you um well, uh, I mean, I've really enjoyed this. This has been great. It's been an interesting journey. Like I said, I'm just totally not, I'm totally surprised. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I am I'm. I'm I, I. see interesting people, really smart people doing amazing things with APIs in all corners of every business sector in the globe. But I, this makes me happy because it is. You guys, you have a, a an important mission. I think for me, I, kn- I didn't quite make it to Eagle Scout, but <clears throat> I've been to a lot of jamborees and, and I uh, had a lot of badges and it, it was a pretty formative part of my, my youth and getting me outdoors and, um and, and helping me kind of find balance. And, you know, when I was growing up and, and it helped me get into computers too, because some of the people that were part of my um, scout troop also were like computer nerds and we kind of met in school and started working together. So I think, you, you you guys play an important role, and it's really impressive to see how, how robust your platform is. And I, I appreciate you coming by to to share it with
1: us. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. And I'm so happy that uh, scouting had an impact in your life. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's had a real big impact in my own. You know, it's, for the last five years plus, I've learned a lot from this organization as much or even more than I have given to it. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Vijay for stopping by. You can find more about Vijay on LinkedIn and Boy Scouts of America at scouting.org. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast on postman.com events breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane. And until next time, cheers.